This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. My name is Rich Bradbury. This, of course, is Open for Business. I'm on the phone with Brandon Lee. He is a co-founder of Pandan Social. They are a full-service digital marketing agency. Looking through some of your clients, uh, Brandon, you know, you've got Surya KLCC, Tony Romas, 3M, Bayer, Citibank, um, Common Ground. You know, these are not small names, are they? <laughs> no, not at all. You know, and, and what strikes me is that, uh, and I think I've mentioned this in, in the email that I sent you, is that you guys are, are young, you're dynamic, um, and I think that's something I want to talk about a little bit later on. But before we get to that, um, just tell me a little bit about how Pandan Social kind of came about. How did it get started? Sure thing. So it's, it's a bit of a wild journey, I think, for, my, for how this agency came about, because uh, myself and Daniel um, are the co-founders of this company, and we, we kind of go way back. So we used to be in the motorsports industry um, as race car drivers uh, in go-karts yeah. and formula cars. Um, so that's kind of how we met at a very young age of 12 mm. and when I was 13. Um, so since then, we've been kind of growing up together on the track and um, Formula One was really the goal for us. But I think, of course, with uh, life, you know, it, it, it didn't come to fruition. So from there, Daniel went into consulting. Um, I did another startup um, right after college. Uh, both of yeah. us didn't go to university. So I think as um, life kind of brought us through, uh, both of us kind of got into uh, the marketing line as well. So for me, I was mm-hmm. doing a lot of influencer management, a lot of partnerships for the startup that I was in. Um, and mm-hmm. for Daniel, he was traveling um, across um, Australia and the US, if I'm not mistaken, um, doing mm-hmm. a lot of consulting work in that marketing sphere, hosting. Um, I believe he was also on a TV show um, as a host at one point. So uh, as you can see, we both had different sort of roles in that marketing industry. Um, I was doing a yeah. lot of production work as well. Um, and I think we came together to do a project for to create a, a, a video actually for Asia Go at one point. He was right. the talent and I was the videographer. We traveled to Cambodia to do this. And then I think mm-hmm. from there, it wasn't an immediate thing, but I think over the years, as kind of things progressed, we then happened to have the opportunity to start a, a marketing agency. Um, also at the time, just a team really um, to yeah. service one client in the US, which right. Daniel was also kind of working with at the time. Mm-hmm. And it must be good to be working alongside somebody you know as well. Yeah, I think that's one thing that I'm very, very grateful for. Um, mm. I think it's not every day that you get the chance to work with a, a, one of your best friends. And not just that, I think work well with your best friend as well. You hear these right. horror stories of friends working together and not yeah. really working out. But I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm very grateful to, to be able to work well with him. Well, and I suppose I have to ask that question. Have you had disagreements about projects you've worked on? Yeah, uh, I think in terms of how we progress in this company, it's a very um, open, um, sort of sort of an open table when it comes to discussions, right? Dan and I, we don't hold back with anything. And I think um, I'm very grateful that not, not both of us are not really sort of, we don't shout, we don't raise our voices at each other. I think every, every discussion comes with a very rational point of view. Um, and I think yeah. I'm very grateful for that. And that also helps to the dynamic of how well we work to, with, you know, with each other. 
Right. Okay. So why do you think that right now digital marketing agencies are so popular these days? And and do you think the market is saturated? Um, I can't say for sure the market saturated or not. Saturated or not. Um, just because I know there are a lot of competitors out there for sure. But I think um, as we were speaking of before this, before this interview as well, you know, I think the thing that stands out for us as one on social is that we are a very young team. And mm. I think the dynamic of the company is, is something that makes us stand out, our USP, if you will, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Not a lot of agencies are doing that. I think a lot of digital agencies do come from more traditional agencies in the past. They've That's kind of a very evolved. polite way of putting it. Yes, um, they've kind of evolved into digital or they've kind of bought over digital um, entities right. and then sort of yeah. absorbed that into their company. So um, yeah. I think for us, we, we, we come into this industry first of very naive young people, Daniel and myself, but then I think just kind of navigating the space with sort right. of cultivated this culture in the company to then, mm-hmm. yeah, to create this USB. So, I mean, you were just talking about how, um, you know, Daniel was off doing his own thing over in, in the US and other places, and, and you were doing your thing, and you both come from this, you know, sports Formula One background and whatever. And of course, you know, you would have attracted quite a crowd about that. You would have known people. And, and with that, your network has grown, you know. How important do you think it was when you were beginning to leverage on that network when it came to launching your agency? Um, I think knowing people in, in different industries or from sports backgrounds and things like that is quite important. Um, mm-hmm. I think especially at the start, for example, for me, um, outside of motorsport, I then went into things like competing in CrossFit and weightlifting, Olympic weightlifting, for example, and I was quite involved in that um, that space or that fitness yeah. scene, if you will. I think from there, um, we then got a lot of sort of connections and referrals and things like that as well because people knew who I was and people knew from the most of the industry who Daniel was. So I think that definitely helped, um, but it only helps to a certain stage, right? I think mm-hmm. when you are building a, a company or a brand like Pandan Social um, and you want to reach the bigger companies like Decathlon and, and KLCC and people like, no one really cares if you are anyone in the motorsports industry. <laughs> So right. it does help, especially at the start, you know, when you have friends and family that are supportive um, yeah. and are willing to refer you. But I think at the end of the day, it really is coming down to the company you're building, to the brand you're mm-hmm. building and how that then gets, you know, gets out into the market. So, yeah. And what did you do to kind of uh, win over these, your initial clients, you know, before you moved on to your KLCCs or whatever? Um <laughs> How did you do that? I mean, as as you yourself have said, you're you're a young company, um, not just in in the fact that it's not been around all that long, but you are young in general. And how did you convince people? You know, just because we're young doesn't mean that we don't know what we're doing. You know, how did that kind of conversation go? I think there's multiple answers to, to your question there. I think first of all, um, it helps that we are young, specifically yeah. for the space that we are in. Digital it hasn't been around for that long, especially the way that social media is moving nowadays. You have platforms like TikTok popping up, and you know you have so many nuances to platforms like that that only specific Gen Zs would understand. If I'm being very honest, so I think yeah. that helps in terms of our industry. But I think more than that is also how we just kind of bring ourselves to market, right? I think Daniel and myself, and not, not to boast here, just to be very specific about and, and frank about this, I think mm. it helps when you go into market with a bit of confidence of of how you portray the company. Like Especially when we were starting out, we weren't a big company. We were you know, only a team of four or five, um, and we were you know, in a co-working space. So I think just trying to 
position yourselves as best as possible to showcase as much as you can. And I think mm-hmm. to kind of present yourself in the best way possible then helps you get into this um, bigger companies, bigger clientele, if you will. Um, right. Then they trust you better. Folks, I'm on the phone with Brandon Lee. He is the co-founder of Pandan Social. They are a full-service digital marketing agency. We'll be hearing more from him after these messages, looking at things like raising funds, getting off the ground, uh, things that they've learned just uh, motoring their way through the business. That's a terrible pun, but you'll understand why a little bit later on. This, of course, is Open for Business here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Behold Freedom, Malaysia, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is open for business, of course. My name is Rich Bradbury. I'm on the phone with Brandon Lee. He is the co-founder of Pandan Social. They are a uh, full-service digital marketing agency. Uh, Brandon, we've had a good chat so far. Um, now, uh, speaking about how you won over clients and whatnot and, and your, your kind of network. Now, um, one thing that I have noticed is, uh, and looking at your social media presences, and they're all very well done very professional um how important do you think it is um for people in this space to maintain a good and professional social media presence i think it definitely is important um very honestly speaking like when pun social was in the early stages when we didn't have enough resources uh human Mm. capital it was quite hard to kind of keep our social presence alive um and this was before tiktok was even around um and then so I think that was a bit hard and, and we were so focused on serving our clients that we kind of ignored our own social presence. Right. Um, but in the past year or so, I would say, uh, we've taken it a bit more seriously and uh, with TikTok has been a, a primary focus of ours and of course then mirroring that to Instagram Reels, for example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we've allocated resources to that to make it a priority and I think that has definitely helped us. Um, mm. n- n- I wouldn't say directly in getting clientele, I think just in elevating the brand um, affinity, I think it definitely helps, right? I think um, people then recognize you, it's more likely they'll refer you to other people that they may know have needs for your service. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we actually have had clients as well come through our TikTok page. So um, Mm. it's a bit of both, but I don't think I look at it as a specific sales tool, but more Mm -hmm. of a brand elevating exercise, if you will. And that's kind of really our our end goal. And it it has worked. Um, People recognize us on TikTok now. Um, of course, and then of course we have a lot of talent coming through as well, um, mm-hmm. looking to to work with us or, or for us. I would say. Good. Now, um, going back to the beginning, then, um, how did you kind of uh, raise funds to get off the ground? Was it bootstrapped? Is is this something that you spoke to you know friends and family with to get money raised? How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, so it's a bit of a funny story. Um, we were definitely bootstrapped. Uh, again, just kind of re- referencing what I mentioned before, we, we kind of went into this a bit uh, with a bit of a with a bit of a naive mindset, I would say. Right? I think um, kind of just going through the motions and kind of figuring out how we want to achieve our goals. Yeah. Um, right. So we we didn't raise 
much capital. It really was from Dan and I's pocket. So we raised a very, very small amount. Um, I think if I told you the amount, it would surprise you. So we really kind of <laughs> went off that amount just to really just to create the company, right? And that's all we had. And then from right. there, we got clients and then we snowballed from there to then hire more people. And then we just found more clients, to then hire more people. And then that's kind of been our motto since the start. And, right, right. Um, Honestly, I would love to have raised capital to do so, but I wouldn't change the way that we've kind of gotten gone gotten to the where to where we've been. I think just because mm-hmm. with limited capital, I think it forces you to also be a bit of cre- uh, forces you to be creative in how to use that capital. I agree. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's that also teaches you to be a bachelor entrepreneur. Yeah. At the end of the day, I feel. I agree. You know, with limited resources always makes you be more creative, you know, whether or not you're a cameraman with one or two lenses, I mean, you will know this, you know, and how that limits what you can and cannot film. I think that's all part of the creative process. And I think being an entrepreneur is, is being creative, you know, now, um, the one thing I I did want to ask you though, is, um, I, I guess during COVID when, when there was a, obviously people can't get out and do an awful lot. What kind of work were you doing during that period and how did it affect you uh, during the lockdowns? So I think the work that we were doing was still fairly similar. I think it did force us to pivot a little bit more and think about how to maybe restructure some of our services. But mm-hmm. essentially the work that we did was still the same, right? Social media management, content creation, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I think how it affected us on the business side of things or on the management side of things, I should say, is it really taught us how to make decisions in, in sort of hard times, right? Um, I know a lot of people were laying off um, yeah. resources or even having pay cuts. But for us, one on social, although, you know, we had a decline in clients and it was definitely hard to find clients at the start of the MCO, mm-hmm. um, we decided to kind of keep everyone on board. And we even gave raises for a lot of the, the, the people that we had. Um, the reason being is because we were so young at the time and we couldn't afford to lose people. Right, I think yeah. we really had to keep the momentum going and the growth going. So we had mm-hmm. to make hard decisions. And although we did lose money as a company for that year, the twenty in twenty twenty, mm-hmm. um, ultimately it was the right decision. Right, I think a lot of people are still with us today, um, and we're growing strong as as a unit. So mm. yeah, is there anything you would have done differently since that? Yeah, uh, from when you started out to where you are now, do you think? Um, I think not really. Um, I think on a, on a bigger spectrum, everything that we've done right or wrong has taught us a, a valuable lesson in every scenario. So I think probably not. Um, mm. I think maybe just coming with a, with a bit more planning, uh, when starting <laughs> an agency would have definitely helped. But again, you know, it's, it's one of life's lessons. Um, Where's the fun in that though? Where's exactly. Right? Plans are meant to be broken, right? So exactly. exactly. Um, okay. Um, so if you were to be sat down in a room with, you know, a, a bunch of kids, you know, 10, 15 kids, you know, I say kids, I don't mean kids, young <laughs> graduates perhaps, mm-hmm. um, who are looking at maybe starting their own business or, or doing something similar, what advice would you give to them? I think I think go for it, right? I think go for it um, if you think you have um, enough drive, enough um energy to really kind of pursue the entrepreneurship journey Mm. i think go for it Uh, but maybe one advice is really just to understand that going to starting your own company uh, or or in any industry requires a lot of effort and requires a lot of grit and perseverance to go through it so Mm. i think just evaluate yourself and knowing whether or not you are the type of person to commit 
and and follow through and keep going because mm-hmm. it's not you know not everyone sells a company in two or three years you know not everyone mm-hmm. creates a billionaire a billion dollar startup sorry and so I think just understand that starting a company will require a lot of perseverance and if you have that then go for it if not mm-hmm. then you know maybe reevaluate the choice <laughs> that you want to make <laughs> um, what if they were to ask you um, are you happy doing what you're doing Yes, I think ultimately today where we are um, as, as a company, uh, I'm very, very happy of what we've accomplished, what we've done, what we've been through, um, yeah. the ups and downs. Um, I'm not going to lie, there has been very tough times where, you know, I think every entrepreneur will, will think about whether they are, you know, wanting to continue or quit. Um, and Dan and I are, are there for each other in this sort of low times and um, hard times for the company. And I think that also helps, right? I think both mm-hmm. of us don't want to quit on each other and don't want to quit on the people that we have mm-hmm. um, and that's kept us alive for, for this long but um, yeah I, I'm, a, I'm a, a definitely happy and I think the people that we have in the company it really is a blessing everyone we have uh, is extremely talented at a very young age extremely talented in what they do and mm-hmm. it makes pun and social pun and social brilliant uh, Brandon thank you very much for your time today pleasure speaking with you likewise Folks, I've been on the phone with Brandon Lee. He is the co-founder of Pandan Social. They are a full-service digital marketing agency. If you want to find out more about them, highly recommend you head over to their website. It is pandansocial.com. If you missed any part of this uh, show, you can download the podcast um, wherever you normally would. I recommend the BFM app. That is available from the Apple App Store or Google Play. This has been Open for Business here on BFM 89.9. listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.